The Mind Aware Show 33. Hey there, brain trainers. This is Dana Wild, and welcome to the Mind Aware Show, where you discover the best information on mindset, wealth, and more. Start your day with the Mind Aware, and now you're ready to take intentional action. Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and welcome. Do you walk through day-to-day situations with low-grade feelings of maybe not even unhappiness, but kind of meh, are you feeling like, is it worth the effort to get happy? Can you even do that? Is happiness for you like the weather? Like, oh, maybe I'll be happy today, maybe I won't? Or do you really think it's in your own control? Well, I have a very exciting guest for you today. Today, I'm talking to Michelle Geelan. She is the best-selling author of Broadcasting Happiness. You might know her because she's a featured professor in Oprah's Happiness Course, which, by the way, you can get in on right now. Talk about an exciting venture. Let's get into it. Let's start talking about happiness and what you can do to be happier right now. Hi, Michelle. Hi, great to be here with you. Oh, it's really good to have you. This is one of my favorite topics. I love talking about happiness. So what about what I said in the opening comments? Do you think people kind of treat happiness like the weather, like maybe it'll hit me today, maybe it'll be sunny, maybe it won't? I think what people are realizing now is that they don't necessarily have to just sort of be subject to their environment because we're starting to see this really compelling picture in the research that shows us that Happiness is more under our control than we've originally given it, you know, ourselves credit for. Um, we used to think, well, I'm either born happy or not. If you have two kids, maybe you see one popped out happy. And well, maybe that's not the way to say it, but um, <laughs> one was happier from the get go than the other. But um, what we're realizing now is that by simply practicing certain small happiness habits, we're able to rewire the brain to be more happier, more optimistic, and ultimately, and most importantly, believe that our behavior matters in this department so we can get from unhappiness to happiness at any point in our lives. Well, I love this, and actually that's what I would like to talk with you about this entire interview, some of these habits that are good habits to start. I'd like to start out first with a really interesting statistic you were telling me about, about a bad habit, about morning news. Do you want to share that with everybody? Yeah, so uh, more recently I've, I've been doing research with Ariana Huffington and researcher Sean Acor, and what we're looking at is the influence of news on the brain because it's everywhere. People start their day with it, they end their day with it, and so how is it affecting us cognitively and beyond? What we found is a staggering statistic, which is that if you watch just three minutes of negative news in the morning, you increase your likelihood of reporting your day as unhappy six to eight hours later by 27%. Wow, that's just amazing. And that's something that people do almost on automatic pilot or almost kind of mindlessly, like just the habit is to have the news on. And so how much of this is just starting to get more aware of what we're doing to affect our brains? Well, I think, what you know, for a long time we've known you are what you eat. But I think now we're really starting to see that the messages that we expose ourselves to, whether they're on the news or they're a person sitting next to us in the cubicle at our office and, you know, that person's being highly negative or maybe highly positive, depends. 
those messages influence how our brain processes the world. It influences the stories that we collect from our environment and then ultimately our own broadcasts as we transmit information out to other people. If we're sitting, you know, I, I did some work with this um, high-level director at Google. She's amazing, extremely positive. I mean, you are with her for one second. You know exactly how positive she is. And she made a joke um, saying, you know, there's this, the most negative person in the office and every time we restructure, the guy gets closer and closer and closer to me. If we restructure one more time, that he's going to be sitting in my lap. You know? <laughs> and she was making fun of the situation, but I could see under all that there was this sense of pain about not knowing what to do to help him and also not knowing what to do to ultimately help herself too because she's subject to the guy's negativity, which transfers to us like secondhand smoke. Yeah, you've made so many good points, and I, I won't try to recap them all, but one of them, and I, I like to say this myself, I couldn't agree more, that we live in a culture that we care about what we eat, we care about the car we drive, we care about the clothes we wear, and now we're starting to care more and more about the way we think and the happiness that we're enjoying in our lives. In this idea in your book, Broadcasting Happiness, and what you just said is almost like we're broadcasters, we're broadcasting our happiness, but you bring up such a great point about the negative people around us. What do we do about that? Have you ever heard the saying like, oh, I could be so happy if it weren't for other people? <laughs> so what do we do about that? What's some concrete practices that we can put into play? First and foremost, and I love that quote because it reminds us that we can either give up our power or retain our power. And the reality is that we have more power than we realize. When it comes to negative people, my favorite strategy, it's one of the ones I focus on in the book, is this idea of a strategic retreat. Think about this negative person as a source of negative information, an information flow from them to you. So how can you stem that flow? Take a strategic retreat from it. So in very practical terms, if you're sitting, like go back to the cubicle, you know, next door, can you pop in noise-canceling headphones so you don't have to listen to them? Can you reorient your desk so you're not in line of sight with them? Maybe put up a poster board with pictures of your children so you're looking at that instead of the negative person. Limit your time with relatives that are not helpful to your life and maybe potentially very toxic to your line of thinking. Those steps are not only a okay, I mean, I think people sometimes get fearful of setting boundaries, but also you are in turn going to help all the other people in your world because you're going to be able to see the more positive information, the meaning embedded in the work that you do, the ways you feel grateful for life more easily, and then in turn transmit it to those people as well. Mm, very nice. I love this sentence that you said, we make choices all the time of whether we give up our power or whether we retain our power. And really, this is all about you. Nobody but you thinks in your head. Nobody but you makes those decisions. I really love this. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. I'm talking to Michelle Geeland. She's the best-selling author of Broadcasting Happiness. If you head over to BroadcastingHappiness.com, you can get her success scale and check that out. We'll talk about that, too. She's a featured professor in Oprah's Happiness Course, so check her out there. We're going to take a very quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to talk to Michelle about how influential can we be on the people around us. Be right back. Have you checked out The Mind Aware on Facebook at facebook.com slash themindaware? Discover daily mantras, inspiration, the latest brain information, and exclusive training on mindset, wealth, health, and more. That's Facebook.com slash TheMindAware. Let's connect and kick your life up a notch. 
Hi, this is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. I'm here talking to Michelle Geelan. She's the best-selling author of Broadcasting Happiness. She's also a featured professor in Oprah's Happiness Course. Wow, isn't that just the course we've all been waiting for? And look at we've got Michelle, professor in the course, right here with us. On this note of taking our own power into our own hands, how influential are we with the people around us. How important is it that I'm happy in order to kind of shine a light on everybody? Is it contagious? Absolutely. How you show up to a situation dictates the level of happiness and success of the people around you. What we're seeing now is incredible research coming out of positive psychology and neuroscience that shows that when we make small changes to the way that we communicate with other people, basically think about it as making small shifts to our broadcast, what we're constantly talking about to other people, that when we change that and make it more positive, optimistic, and meaningful, we actually find that it can fuel productive energy by as much as 31%, increase how our ability to handle stress and ultimately lower stress-related symptoms like headaches, backaches, and fatigue by as much as 23%. Another study found that, and this is in relation to the success scale you mentioned, that if you can increase how much support you provide to other people in a very specific way, you can increase your chances of promotion at work by 40% over the next year. So these are tangible results that we're seeing that change your broadcast, change your power, and your potential to influence the world. Now, I want to help people to understand what you mean by change your broadcast, and I want to see if I can put this into clear terms for them. What you're saying then is you're saying if we start paying attention to what we're talking about and we start speaking about things rather than whining and complaining, maybe speaking about things in a positive way or try to put a positive spin on things, it actually, it, with these statistics, are just shocking, of course, but it actually can affect our ability to get a promotion. It can affect our physical health with headache, fatigue. I mean, this is incredible research news that you've got for us. I mean, this is amazing to know that this is now documented. Is that specifically what you're talking about? Change the way you're thinking, change the way you're talking? Yeah, absolutely. So think about it in these terms. Our brain is an incredible processor, um, but it has obviously a limited ability to process the world around us because we can't pay attention to every last thing happening at every given moment. In turn, what that means is that it's all about how we devote our resources. And are we paying attention first to all the stresses, hassles, complaints, and problems? Or are we paying attention to the meaning that we feel raising our children or doing the work that we do at the office? Do we feel a sense of deep connectedness to the people around us and draw those uh, on those positive stories as fuel for us? And in turn, then what do we talk about with other people? So big questions to ask yourself as far as what your broadcast is. What's the first thing you say to your spouse after a long day of work when returning home? How do we talk to our children about challenges? If our son comes home and he's talking about a bully on the playground, and at no point during the conversation do we ask a question to get him to remember how many friends he has, that transforms how he approaches the bully the next day on the playground. It's these small shifts by asking questions and reorienting other people's brains to the positive that we can actually transform results. I really love this idea of thinking of it like a broadcast, like you're broadcasting to the world. It's such a fantastic analogy, and these are such small, easy shifts. So let's say somebody's listening to this, and they're buying into the idea that, yeah, it makes sense that being happy is of benefit to me. Like, it's to my benefit to get happy. I'm going to get all these better things from it. And this is a great frame that you had. How do we devote our resources 
I mean, think about that, everybody. Resources. It's like we're so careful about how we spend our money. Well, how are we spending our words and our thoughts? And how are we using them? Are they positive or not? And so is there some tip you can give to people that they could implement today, some exercise or a practice that they could start to make a habit of that they could implement today that would help them to get happier? Because maybe people feel like they don't have the resources to give. So what could they do to raise their own happiness level? The best thing you could do, it's the thing I, the strategy I focused on first in my book. It's the first thing I talk about at at companies that, you know, where I deliver presentations all over the place. It's something called the power lead. So this is taken from my days in media. I was originally a national news anchor with CBS News before turning into a positive psychology researcher. And what I saw was, as a news anchor was, the news organizations were following a formula we've all heard. If it bleeds, it leads, right? So it's the most sensational negative thing. We want to take the opposite approach. What we're looking for for our personal broadcast is saying something positive and meaningful. So every time you start off a conversation, an email, a phone call, any interaction with someone new, the idea is to try to start out with something simple, positive, and meaningful. It can be the next time someone asks you, hey, how are you? I'm doing great. I had breakfast with my son this morning, and he's being so cute. Something so simple, but what that does is not only does it set the tone of the conversation to positive, and people typically will match in kind, but also you're giving people a window into your world and allowing for deeper levels of connection. I've seen a manager who decided to uh, start off his meetings with three things he was grateful for, one about the about life in general, one about the team in general, and one about someone specific on the team. He said he raised the entire team's productivity significantly over a short period of time, something like one to two months, and team cohesiveness jumped. They still got to all the fires they needed to put out, but they just got to it with a different frame of reference in their mind. Wow, that is really powerful. I just love this. You know, Michelle, I feel like I could talk with you all day. We could just go on and on. I do hope that you'll come back again because I just think you're such a wealth of information. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. This is so awesome. Everybody, how do you love this terminology, changing your broadcast? It's so easy, right? It's so easy to do this. She's not talking about making big shifts, but you make small shifts and you have big results. What if every time you started a conversation, you started with something simple, positive, meaningful? I mean, wouldn't it be awesome if the first time you say something to your spouse when you're home or the first time you talk to your children in the morning, it was something positive? What if you started getting more aware of how you were acting in the world and how you were broadcasting in the world? I mean, this is something you can do right now. Isn't that exciting that right now, right this second, you've had a shift. You can change something that can change your life and influence the people around you. That's your broadcast. You are powerful. Go forth. You can do it right now. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time on The Mind Aware Show.